This is Iron Sports, 95.9, 106.9. We're talking to three-time major winner Padraig Harrington, also the captain of the 2021 Ryder Cup. Padraig, thanks a lot for coming on Iron Sports. Hey, you're welcome. It's good to be here. <laughs> so I was reading a little about your background, and I found out that you're an expert in accounting. You've got degrees in accounting. You've got your li- accounting licenses. I guess that helps when you're trying to calculate, you know, being a Ryder Cup captain. You're going to have to be adding up a lot of numbers, so I think it's probably going to be good. At, uh, probably, you're probably selected just for that alone, the fact of your accounting background. <laughs> yes, I do like numbers. Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy. But and we do have quite a lot of stats. We we look at all that stuff now. It's uh, you know, it, Ryder Cup. It's uh, moneyball stuff. You're looking at, at partnerships. Who works with who? Uh, you know, who's good at foursomes and four ball or hitting fairways, hitting greens? Yeah, there's a lot goes into it. So yeah, it, you do. You don't want to shy away from it. But I'm sure. Uh, there's all sorts of captains. You could have a captain who's the you know soft and cuddly, motivational guy, and is a captain who's practical and does it by the numbers. So I think if people are a little confused about the schedule, they the um, Ryder Cup this year is at Whistling Straits in 2021 in September, and they moved the President's Cup a year back. So now it's going to be on the odd years for the Ryder Cup. And you have experience at Whistling Straits. I think you played there three times with the PGA Championship. So you you know you're pretty knowledgeable at that course. Yeah, you look, it's a good golf course for the Europeans. Uh, it wouldn't be, you know, for the U.S. players, I don't think they're, you know, it, it's a link-style golf course in the U.S., uh, So the, and the weather could be unpredictable at that time of the year. I think, you know, it's tough for the Europeans to beat the U.S. team on a, a stereotypical U.S. golf course. This is not a stereotypical course, so it gives us a, a much fairer run at the event than, than maybe... Uh, uh, the U.S. players would like. So your experience at Ryder Cup, you've um, been in six as a player. Um, you won four, lost uh, two. Uh, your overall record is, is uh, have won nine, 13, and three in the Ryder Cup. So great experience, even amateur Walker Cup, St. Andrews Cup. Wow. And then back to the Ryder Cup for a second. You, you, they reduced the European picks from four to three, but the American picks increased to six. So it's, they've, they've sort of limited your flexibility to put picks in. Was there, what was the reasoning in terms of, of limiting the captain or reducing the captain's picks for the European team, having now double for the American? Well, the reason was, was my choice. <laughs> I, I get to choose as captain. Uh, my experience is players who get picked can second guess they're you know why they're there and what they're doing and 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 are under a little bit more pressure if you're picked trying to justify that pick uh whereas players who qualify obviously you know there's no doubt in their mind and you know if, if i had four my my thought process was if i had four picks would i skip over four times the guy who was ninth in the automatic table and i didn't think i would uh so you know, I, I thought the guy who's nine would, even with a pick, I'd probably pick him. So why why not let him be in there automatically and uh, so that he doesn't have that burden of, of, you know, somebody, whoever it would be, questioning whether he should have got, should be there or not. Yeah, and, that, and, then, and then it goes also as in the pairings. We talked about your counting skills. I mean, it, it must be so. I mean, there's so much pressure. I mean, you, you made a comment one time is that if you win, you're supposed to win. If you lose, it's all the captain's fault. <laughs> but the point is, in, in terms of pairing, in terms of you're looking at, do, do players get along well? Do their skills complement each other? Do you want to put an older person with a younger person? It's, I mean, all those factors that go into and the pressure to make those decisions. Yes. Uh, and, and we have a team. I have five vice captains. So, you know, you have a team to work on this. But the, you know, years ago, I, I just think how, how backward we were when I was in, like an amateur 20 years ago. Like, 
most of the time you got paired with a fellow countryman or you got paired with a uh, a friend or something like that and your games could be completely unsuited and I, I certainly played with people that my game was unsuited for uh, so yeah it, it, it's, it's much more than that now we, we still take into account personality uh, you know young and old guys enthusiasm no enthusiasm you know same personalities friends there's a million ways to put, put partnership together but you start off probably with the stats to say that that partnership should work and then you, you work through it based on, uh, yeah, that, you know, obviously you couldn't put two guys together, you know, even if, it, if, if on paper it says it works, but you, you, you know yourself, no, it doesn't work. Maybe one is a, is a very fast player and the other is a slow player and it would, you know, it would upset each, each, each person's rhythm if, if they had to play together. So there's lots of things that go into it there. Uh, but gone are the days where you just pair two guys together because they come from the same country. That's kind of uh, <laughs> that, that, that was that was used over the years. Oh, they must be able to play together since they're both from Ireland, something like that. <laughs> and then I guess the other one, I'm asking you all this strategy here with the Ryder Cup. I appreciate you, you, you giving us this information. But one last thing is, and all my people wondered, is like the final singles order on that final day. Depends, of course, if you're up or back. But do you have your philosophy to go out and put your best players forward, like get that lead or, or leave some players for the back at the end where maybe the more pressure will be on the, later in the day? It all depends on the players in your team and the position you're in. It really does. You know, you know, you could have your best player could be experienced, or your best player could be a rookie. Uh, your, you know, it really depends on the situation at the time. But clearly, we are aware of, of the strategies that have been used in the past, uh, and it will come down to looking at how we stand. Uh, you know, it, it could be as simple as you know, it could be as simple as the player might be tired, and you just say, "Well, we'll put you later in the order, so you get out a couple of extra hours." <laughs> or, or it could be a young player and you say, gee, we can't put you out late, you know. Your, your, the tension and mental energy you'll use up waiting for your tea time will get you out early, get you up and running and going so that you're not hanging around. It, it, you, know, there's a, there's, you know, you have to wait for the moment. For that Saturday night, you're going to have to sit there and go, well, what's, what do these players need? And, and you, couldn't, you couldn't do it six months in advance because uh, you, you just don't know what position you're going to be in. On, on the Sunday.